Bernie Sanders is the quintessential socialist that never quits, and he must be given credit for consistency, although his knowledge of humankind and economics is utterly defective, to put it mildly. He knows that free stuff is enticing to some crowds, but obviously the number of people seeking handouts are dwarfed by those with a functioning brain. One cannot criticize the excesses of some individuals while hoarding a large amount of wealth. Bernie Sanders and his wife earned $1.7 million in past two years and never implemented socialist ideology by distributing the royalties of his book among the lower tiers of society. Bernie also owns three houses, and that's an unforgivable capitalist sin for an avowed socialist. Obviously Bernie's ideology versus his net worth is an insult to hypocrisy, but not a novelty or unique, and eventually he will be replaced by another snake oil salesperson. On the opposite side of the socialist spectrum we have George Soros, a well-known billionaire investor. He literally hates Western civilization, while his money was derived from it, and no other place on earth would have been so welcoming. He funds open society foundations and tries to push the diversity nonsense at every turn, among other ideas, but the end result of Soros' efforts are mostly noise because he's directing resources to people that lack the innate ability to succeed. Greater than the open society foundations are active in more than 120 countries around the world. Our national and regional foundations and thematic programs give thousands of grants every year toward building inclusive and vibrant democracies. Unbeknownst to all, Soros's anger is rooted in the fact that he's utterly disappointed that he couldn't openly express his repressed sexuality, and his last marriage was the ultimate giveaway, because interracial relationships never occur between two heterosexuals. Thus his fascination with inclusive. What Soros has not done is distribute his wealth among all the oppressed black-slash-brown people because he only uses them as pawns in his quest for power and destruction of a system that wasn't fair to his very personal needs. If Soros truly believed in the intellectual ability of those that he allegedly fights for, he would finance their creativity and invest in their economic ascent. The left-versus-right argument, and where billionaires fit in, brings us to an article published by Bloomberg on August 22, 2012, entitled Brazil's Richest Woman Unmasked with $13 Billion Fortune. The story goes that the conglomerate Camargo Correa SA had its humble beginnings when Sebastião Camargo opened a construction business with two partners in 1939, a considerable step up in his career that started by carting sand with a donkey when he was a teenager. But when it comes to politics, one would think that the top 1%, or 2%, or 3%, would be chastised by the virtuous left wing, and their contributions would not be accepted greater than in the presidential elections of 2010, Camargo Correa was one of the largest campaign donors, for both sides of the contest. According to data from Brazil's high electoral court, the company's various units gave at least 15 million reais to the ruling Workers' Party and PMDB, and 8.5 million reais to the opposition PSDB. You split your bets, said Fleischer, of the University of Brasilia. All of these governments need construction projects, be it a military regime or a civilian regime they don't have any ideology. From Stalin to Fidel Castro, Mao to Kim Jong-un, nobody has ever built a workable socialist state, and never will, because socialism runs counter to human self-interest and our very existence. However, all of them enriched themselves in varying degrees while penalizing the very people that they were out to save. To illustrate the point to those still starstruck by the Bernies of the world, Fidel Castro's model grandson flashes his wealth and love of the high life on Instagram as he travels the world. What exactly did Castro develop or build to generate wealth? If Bernie was to become president, his kids would be the ones traversing the world on your dime, and laughing all the way to the bank when asked about equality. Industrious and intellectually superior humans, not necessarily college-educated, will never share the fruits of their creativity equally with the ignorant and unskilled. If forced to do so, 
the development dries up and nothing of significant value is produced because the monetary incentive is missing. Would anyone in Silicon Valley invest their time and labor creating anything if they were forced to share it equally with their landscapers? If you say China, think again, as presented in China IQ myth and the Huawei way. But there's the diversity, inclusivity and social justice bait used in political campaigns to inflate the voter roles with people looking for freebies. However, once socialists are in charge they will revert to the biological reality that diversity has nothing of value to offer beyond a vote, and life continues undisturbed, but poorer. Young and old confused adults are still bamboozled by the calls to arms in the fight for equality by those lacking a basic understanding of humankind, but rest assured that the elites, socialist or not, will never open the doors of their walled-off and closely guarded communities to the disposable and insignificant political foot soldiers, or the diversely inept multitudes. Dash.